This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. On the 148th episode of this podcast that dropped back in March, we heard how some artists and musicians have been able to make millions off of what's called an NFT. Freelancer George Bacharco reminds us what NFTs are, how they work, and reports on how smaller independent labels and venues feel about the new technology. NFTs have arrived. NFTs. NFTs. The NFT space. NFT. Non-fungible tokens. tokens. If you've been paying attention to music news lately, you've probably heard the acronym NFT, or non-fungible token. These one-of-a-kind rare digital collectibles have been gaining traction from musicians who are interested in creating a different relationship with their fans. Between February and April of this year, musicians have made more than $55 million through NFTs. Examples include electronic music producer Blau, who made more than $11 million from his NFT album, or musician Grimes, who made more than $6 million. The technology behind NFTs is way too abstract to get into here, but the main idea is that musicians can make or mint anything as a token. Concert tickets, albums, digital art, one-of-a-kind music, or videos. According to Rolling Stone, Kings of Leon was reportedly the first rock band to issue their album as an NFT. They turned to tech startup Yellowheart. Josh Katz is their CEO. I think what NFTs will do is allow for now these artist creators to monetize this again and create these incredible digital packages that will also have provable scarcity so that there'll be assets that fans could buy that are true collectibles and that appreciate in value and let the artist, you know, monetize their arts again. Fans got to bid on a special album package from the group, digital artwork from the King's artistic partner and a special VIP package, which had some sweet perks in store for those who were ready to shell out the cash. And, in true Willy Wonka fashion, there were 18 golden tickets created. Whoever owns the NFT is guaranteed four front row seats to any Kings of Leon concert during each tour for life. Yellowheart thinks that NFTs will usher in an era where unsigned or independent artists can uniquely connect with their fans in this digital realm. A lot of these other amazing companies out there enable artists and content creators to do it themselves and create their own fan bases. Creators are just not going to need these big companies anymore. When someone buys an NFT of online art, concert tickets, and music, they're getting the ownership of a piece of digital property stored on something called the blockchain. It's a digital ledger where anyone can see who's bought and sold each token. While big-name artists have been the ones making headlines for large NFT sales, some in the industry believe NFTs can be beneficial for smaller acts. Rick Heffernan is head of business development for the Utopia Genesis Foundation in Switzerland. They tokenize music ownership so fans can become direct investors in their favorite artist. Where this is especially helpful at the moment is for with smaller artists, for example, who might have a small but dedicated fan base. If they want to tokenize an element of their music to crowdfund the next project. Utopia Genesis anticipates NFTs will be a new format for artists to release their work, putting power back in the hands of musicians. I know the majors are quite nervous about it. If an artist wants to release music now as an NFT, what they're doing is releasing a version. So in the past, you know, you have the vinyl version, you have the CD version, now you have the NFT version. Utopia Genesis predicts that the growth of NFTs will soon have fans pooling money together to own an artist's song or album copyright, making ownership of their work accessible to a bigger group of people. So now, you know, they can get paid properly for a piece of art. There was one artist who turned a track into an NFT and he allowed the owner of the NFT, like the the winner of the bid, to own the publishing. 
Now you can deploy your own music on the basis that you own it outright, that it's not attached to a label or a publisher. I mean, if you want to give away your publishing, you absolutely can. The artist that did gave away the publishing, but it came with a term and condition that whoever owned it had to keep in contact with him for perpetuity to discuss what he might do with that publishing. By including publishing rights as part of an NFT sale, both the artist and purchaser gain more leverage in that transaction, a shift away from the traditional relationships with music publishers and record labels. Independent record labels, for the most part, have been reluctantly keeping an eye on NFTs, trying to figure out if whether their artists should work with them. Grant McCallum is label manager of Barsook Records, whose roster includes Death Cab for Cutie, Fantagram, Not a Surf, and more. It reminds me of when when In Rainbows came out and Radiohead put it up for free, and then suddenly it was like, oh, that's the solution. Radiohead is like, you know, pay what you want. That's going to be the solution for the music industry, which is funny because it's like, it works when you're Radiohead. <laughs> that works when you're the biggest band in the world. But does it work for a band that has, you know, can fill a 500 cap room in, in four markets across the country? Eh, probably not. McCallum understands it's important to pay attention when the tech space tries to disrupt industries. The label doesn't directly foresee that NFTs will be a part of how they're going to do business in the near future, but they're still interested in paying attention to the conversation going on around them. We don't have any plans to do it at the moment. We've talked about a few things we thought about. There are certain artists where it makes a lot of sense, where the the combination of a visual content, the work they do, you know, kind of makes sense. Nevertheless, a backlash against NFTs has already occurred with concern over their negative impact on the environment. The tokens run on a blockchain, which in 2018 was reportedly using as much energy as the country of Iceland. Joe Steinhardt, the owner of Don Giovanni Records in New Jersey, has his mind made up about NFTs and has been vocal about his opposition to them on social media. I think non-fungible tokens are an incredibly irresponsible waste of energy, horrifyingly so. Outside of environmental concerns, Steinhardt doesn't believe that the current money grab behind NFTs fit with a label's decidedly punk rock ethos. I haven't really had artists expressing interest in NFTs yet, and I think that has a lot to do with where our artists come from. It just feels like something that's happening more in EDM and electronic spaces that our artists don't really participate in. I don't see... Don Giovanni Records or myself ever supporting them. While independent labels aren't exactly jumping on the NFT bandwagon, some independent venues have found success with them. The National Independent Venue Association, or NIVA, held two rounds of online auctions to raise much-needed money for the independent concert halls, clubs, and music venues that have been shuttered during the pandemic. Steven Severin, owner of Numos in Seattle, had a hard time wrapping his head around the NFT concept when he was approached to be part of the fundraiser. I'm a little bit of the guy yelling, get off my lawn. And so when it came up, I was like, no, this is stupid. But I also understand that I have to learn to give people what they want. The Neva NFT drop was part of the Save Our Stages fundraiser, and it was set up to help 10 well-known independent clubs across the nation by offering one-of-a-kind digital artwork. Some with never-before-released music by artist Young and Sick. The highest bidder even got a digital portrait of themselves, along with VIP access to all that club shows for an entire year. The Numos token sold for nearly $4,500, with the fundraiser pulling in more than 250000 Yet Severin remains skeptical of their value. I don't know if people will pay the money to have that thing. It seems like it's already started falling. But 
Severin hasn't dismissed NFTs altogether. I have a page of notes of different ideas that we could do NFTs of that are really cool. So we'll see if it's something that makes sense following up with or not. At this moment, independent labels, venues, and artists have been cautiously optimistic about exploring the NFT space, with most indie musicians taking a wait-and-see approach to see how things shake out. According to one report from music tech writer Sherry Hu, only 150 artists have actually created NFTs in the past year. While those numbers aren't large compared to how many musicians are actually out there, it's at least a path for musicians to consider. If, of course, they have superfans interested enough in this rapidly expanding new tech space. Reporting for Sound and Vision, I'm George Macharco. Meanwhile, public radio stations like KEXP still make money the old-fashioned way through fund drives and listener support. We just had our one-day fund drive. If you missed that, you can help support this show by giving a $20 donation at kexp.org sound. And you can also help support this show for free by subscribing to, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps spread the word that this podcast exists in a very saturated podcast world. Well, that was Sound on Vision. Thanks for listening.